This is Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. The Sports Podcast. That's always out of bounds. Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 28. Uh, it is me, Chenz, in my Irish lad hat, across the table from Puma. Yo. And on the phone with Matt. Yo. We've got a nice, beautiful day today, after a fucking monsoon last night. Oh, God. And uh, we, are ready to, we are ready to roll. we got a lot of nice topics to talk about today. Um, some very passionate conversation is going to happen for sure. Um, can't wait, can't wait to get started. Puma, what you got to say? Um, one thing I do want to say before we get started is this is our one year anniversary episode. That's right. Um, one year. Chenz and I started this podcast out of an idea about two weeks before we recorded our first episode. And said, you know what? Why not? And, um, you know, along the way in the year, we've made a lot of changes. We've made changes to our location where we where we record. We've added people to the family as soon as Matt is here now with us. We've added a host. We've had a lot of good episodes. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, a, a lot, lot has he- changed. A lot has changed. A lot of headaches. We used to do uh, Guess That, hat. that Guess was a, that hat. That was a big thing for us. No more. Puma ran out of hats. No, no, I did <laughs> not run out of hats. Not hats in the world. I still have hats that we I haven't worn for the show. Oh, um, but Ooh. we we so sub, we substituted it for fan questions. Yeah, and and then those are starting fans, to fizzle out. Our fans hate us, so <laughs> <laughs> we don't have we don't have fan questions anymore. Uh, we have new intro. I don't know if you guys listened to episode twenty-seven. Uh, the fans listened to it. We have a new intro. I changed up the intro. There's going to be a different intro again for episode twenty-eight. Uh, same intro as twenty-seven, just with a couple of tweaks. Uh, we're going to add some sound drops into it of us rather than movie quotes. I was running out of movie quotes. That's the truth <laughs> behind it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been a year. Um, you know, sorry we didn't record last week. Uh, personal, a personal problem came up on my end, so I couldn't record. But, you know, like, I, like Chen said and Chen's always says, we're trying to get back into it more consistently, and we will. We will. But let's talk about the, the NFL. The NFL. The college football playoff. Now, you guys can talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it was uh, a couple weeks ago, but like we said, we missed the recording, but it was a hell of a game. Yep. My <laughs> LSU Tigers coming out victorious. <laughs> it was great. Uh, you know, shed a couple of tears just like Coach O was. The LSU Tigers coming back. Never a doubt. <clears throat> Joe Burrow is absolutely insane. 463 yards and five touchdowns. Slinging that ping, bro. Slinging drives. that ping. What's that? He was slinging that ping. Oh, my God. He was out there just throwing dimes, moving with his feet, too. I mean, the, you got a sneak peek. America got a sneak peek of the first overall pick. I mean, if, if the Bengals don't take him in the draft, Stupid. Or at least if they if they do trade out 
and whoever is in that first pick, if they don't take Burrow, they're absolutely insane. Do you think he's, he's a real deal? In my opinion, what's that? You think he's a real deal? Like, do you think yeah. he's gonna? You think his his uh, his success in college will translate to the pros? He's got the size. He's yep. got the athleticism. Yep. He has the. He's worked with Joe Brady, who was worked with the Saints before, and that's why you know that's attributed a lot of success. Is that Brady brought a new passing style and, and offense to the LSU, which has typically been a defense first school, uh-huh. where they've now transformed themselves into one of the elite offensive teams in the nation. In yep. Pretty much one year, because I don't know if you guys remember last year, or I guess technically two years ago now, when they played Alabama at LSU. They had absolutely no shot. Mm-hmm. The offense was was like moving the ball, and if they got a first down, it was cause for celebration. Now, <clears> they're <throat> one of the most explosive offenses in the nation. Oh yeah, and, easily, probably the most. Not yeah. not probably the yeah. most no, for sure. I mean, especially yeah. after that after that display in the championship game we saw. And I, I, when we were talking exactly. about it, when we were talking about, it, we were both hoping for uh, an exciting game with a lot of action, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what we got. I don't think there was anyone yep. really doubting LSU. I know that Clemson has the pedigree to match them and uh, definitely has a lot of... I mean, that, that game right there alone has a lot of first and second round picks for the NFL. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, LSU, man, you're right. You, get, you hit it around the head, like, top to bottom, every, especially the offense. Everybody on that offense is spectacular. Insane athleticism. But, yeah, Joe yep. Burrow Joe Burrow's legit. Um, I, I was... I mean... I never, I gotta be honest, I never truly watched a game of his full from from start to finish. I've just always seen like highlights and stuff, and I know that he can he can throw, but I never really knew that he was much of a runner in the sense like he could pick up a couple of yards when when he got into trouble uh, and make something oh, yeah. out of it. So that was it, both both him and Trevor Lawrence can both do that. I didn't really know. I thought they were both like pass heavy guys. Um, right. But that was that was really interesting to see. I just. Hopefully he can start to wean off the running and and rely more on passing when he gets to the next level. But I feel like that's the that's part of the process of of a rookie in the NFL is is learning how to ditch old habits while still uh, keeping the good ones you have and then of course strengthening them. But yeah, it, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see him in the in the pros. He's not gonna have an issue in terms of. I mean, he's a pass first guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. Uh... He yeah. only had like 96 rushing attempts in the whole year. That's you know, basically just if the play broke down. Right, yeah, right, you know, right. He threw over 4,000 yards, 4,700 yards, 48 touchdowns, and only six picks. Crazy. So crazy. I mean, it's it, it, people are saying it was you know top five quarterback performances of all time for a whole season, and it's hard to argue that to be honest. Yeah. Um, and and it, he was so calm and cool. Like they interviewed him. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. I'm part of my take literally like the next morning. Uh-huh. And they asked him like, oh, like, you know, when you guys went down, because, you know, they, they were tied after the first, but they, they went down um, 17-7. And, and they're like, you know, did you guys ever feel like you were panicking? And he said, honestly, it was just there was no emotion on the sideline. It was just we knew that we were better. We knew that we could get this done. And it showed. It, it, they were so focused and mm-hmm didn't miss a beat after they had a kind of sluggish first few drives yeah and then they rattled off three straight touchdowns yeah, very exactly. quickly in that second quarter and that's that's what they that's what they're known to do everyone knew they were capable of doing that putting up uh, points in bunches and and they showed just that but how about obj 
Oh, now I can talk. <laughs> well, the one thing I want to talk about with the quarterback is is nobody's talking about one of the best things of of that night post game was Joe Burrow just sitting on a couch with a cigar in his mouth, looking like an absolute G. That yeah, Joe. that was interesting. It was. I mean, yeah, it was great. Don't get me wrong. Well, I know. I want to. I see. I think I know why you're gonna say it was interesting, Jens. Yeah, go ahead. Because he was inhaling, right? Oh no, no. I I oh, I, okay. I I just thought it was. It it looked like a. A very scripted, like almost staged. like a yeah, like a staged, um, like a, a commercial for something, you know, like, like well, he was in I his he was in his uniform have... still, and like a, in a very like dark like the lighting in the room was perfect, so it just focused on him, and then you saw like the the silhouette or the 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 smoke like floating up. Don't get me wrong, it was boss as fuck, it really was, but I don't know, it was mm-hmm. I cool, I had no problem with it, just. A little, little strange to me. I don't know. I mean, it's also strange to see like a, you know, when you see it in the pros, what a like, you know, one of the pro athlete wins. He's, he's, you know, he's not a But it's college though. That's why so? it's weird. It's weird to see like, t- like drug, like not drugs, whoa, whoa, but tobacco, whoa, tobacco, okay, and like boomer. stuff like that. You know, and uh, <laughs> in a college football post, you know, especially like, you know, they might, you know, the, whoever in draft interviews, they might ask him about that. Well, question. you know what? You never know. All right, so, so. That's why I thought it, it was a little it's just, off. It, it's, a, it's different. And I think that the image of a cigar is different than that of like a cigarette. Well, it's a, it was a celebratory cigar. That's what I mean. Well, that's what usually yeah. usually people who smoke it uh, occasionally are celebrating something. You know. Um, if, he, if he fucking whipped out a cigarette, you know, then that's a, a different story. You know, like, who the fuck is this guy? I have, then again, that would be <laughs> that would be pretty fucking badass, too. Like, he'd be uh, kind of like, he'd, he'd become like a bad boy, like, instantly, you know? Well, yeah, well, good thing you said that. This is what I thought of when I saw the picture. When he was in that picture. Just chilled, relaxed, like, yeah, this is me. Like, that's mm. it. You know, I'm the best. I know my it's best. His dick was out. You know, he had big, big dick energy. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Nice, boom, nice. Um, so OBJ now. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of big dicks, <laughs> speaking of yeah, you know, he pretending to ha- pretending to have a big dick, probably his little one. Uh, he probably has a big one. Uh, well, I mean, that's tried- a lot of fucking money he had. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, two instances where o- actually three instances where OBJ became an issue for LSU. Well, LSU alum, obviously, but handing money to players that yeah. was caught well, on tape. That's issue he, number I mean, one. I mean, the, be. Going with the money, okay, staying on the money point, it's not like, and, and they were making this point on the radio, it's not like he was handing the money off to them in the in the clubhouse or the, the, the locker room uh, or after the game, somewhere where people couldn't see. He did it right in the middle of the fucking field. Wait for everybody yeah. to see. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wanted, he wanted to make sure everyone saw. You know. Like, what the fuck? Come on, man. How much fucking attention do you need? Well, there's that. And you know what? Every I heard somebody say it. I, I can't credit the person who said it, but thank God the fucking Giants got rid of that headache. Oh God, yeah. He's just what what he did. In I mean, he one, fits he fits he fits the Browns thing perfectly. Yeah, well, you know, in in a span of like what, let's say three hours after the game, he showed you three reasons why he didn't belong with the Giants. Hmm. Three. That was yeah. one. The money, right? Two. The when it, the one other one I want to talk about before the big one was that. Coach O is giving his post game speech. You know, he's giving it, he's addressing his teammates, and OBJ just keeps getting in the middle of it. He keeps interrupting him while he's giving his speech. I think, he was, as, I think he was like as, wasting as it a or coach, something. As a coach, that would bother the fuck up, yeah. out of me. Because you know what? 
you have nothing to do with my team's success. Yeah, you're an alum, and I yeah. I appreciate you being here and supporting <clears throat> your school, but it's still at the same time, you're not on the team anymore. You yeah. don't have a right to be to step on my post game championship speech. It's like it's it's literally the guy who wants to continue living out his best days, which are way behind him. You know, he was probably a, a god in college, right? And hundred percent, he never got hundred percent. He never got uh, he never got a championship. So now he wants to. He thinks he's entitled to celebrate with that team just because you know he's an <laughs> alumni. You know. And like you said, you said it perfectly. Like you, he was a big part of their, of their, of the start of the high-powered offense at LSU with him and Landry. Um, but who were they? Who was his quarterback when he was in LSU? Matt uh, would know. Uh, wasn't anyone? Was it? Um, what's his name? Why? Uh, Whitehurst. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. So. But but yeah, he got drafted though. Whitehurst was in the league. Yeah, for for fucking. No, not not no, not Charlie Whitehurst. It was um, Mettenberg. It was oh yes, Zach, yes, Zach yes, yes. Went to Clemson. That's right. Zach that's Mettenberg. right. That's right. That's right. Yes. But yeah, so that was weird, man. He he had to be fucked up in some sense. Oh, he was on the weed. As Matt says, get that, off dude, we the need, weed. We need that Stephen A. No, drop. It was. I wasn't weed. It was definitely he was fucked up. No, on he was. Like, yeah, I think he was bombed. Alcohol. Yeah, he was. He was fucking <clears throat> wrecked. So yeah. that's number two. Then now, third strike you're out is there's a cop yeah. talking to an LSU player about something, and if they get probably like where the no, fuck did you get that was, money? It was for them to stop smoking the cigars, and it's like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. you, like we're not gonna be doing that. And um, OBJ goes up and smacks the cop in the ass, and the cop, and it didn't look like it looked like he was trying to stare him down too. Like OBJ's like, what? What are you gonna do? But I think it was just he was fucked. <laughs> he was like, come on, up. come on. He was fucking bombed. So the cop decides yeah. to press charges. Initially decides to, you know, press charges on OBJ. Yeah. And now, in, in looking at the video outside of the stare down, it kind of looked innocent. And I mean, yeah, it wasn't like he I hit him that was. hard. He didn't push him. He didn't two hand him. He didn't like wind up and like run up and smack him. It was just kind of like a. T- it looked like a tap. It didn't yes. look anything anything hard. So initially, when I saw that the cop was going to press charges on him, I said, "Okay, this cop is on a power trip." I, I thought I thought uh, it was a little too much. All right. Well, Matt, how, how do you feel about it? Well, I I think he thought he was like untouchable at the time. Yeah, and I think that. By him doing that, he was like, "Yeah, look at me. Like, I can do whatever I want." And uh-huh. smack him in the ass. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you can't do that. So yeah. I, I thought the same thing too. It was like, "Oh, he's gonna press charges," and I, I didn't really know why. I just saw like press charges against Odell. I was like, "He's a very polarizing figure at this time because of the money." Yep. And then you know it came up after the fact, and I was like, "All right, well, like you know, now this guy's just trying to get like a minute of fame." But like honestly, it's like that's just disrespectful as fuck. And it's, especially it's on camera too. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It like, yeah, exactly. It is. It is disrespectful kinda, for sure. You can kind of poo-poo it away, but right. the fact that it was on camera, it's like you yeah. can't not do anything about it if right. you're a cop, right? Right. Like if you don't do anything, like you can never be a cop or like do anything you're ever right. again. You're right. You're right. Your your image would be fucked. You know. You know exactly. And you know we don't need to get political here, but you know when you talk about you know pol- police brutality and stuff like that, it could be labeled as that. You know, you're hitting a cop. And end of story. Well, I was just I was glad to hear that. Uh, when they were talking about this on like ESPN and stuff that f- most of the, I think almost everyone that was talking about it, all the analysts were 
saying exactly what we were saying. Like, it was harmless. OBJ meant nothing by it, you know? However, you just can't do that. No. You, know? you know? It's not like, if you right. knew the cop personally, like, let's say it was a, a security guard from the, the Browns that you see every fucking home game, and then he's in the locker room celebrating with you guys, or in there in general saying, hey, guys, you know, stop smoking cigars, and you're like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, Chris. You know, you smack him on the ass. Chris, nice maybe, name drop. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'd be like, oh, Oh, OBJ, you crazy son of a bitch, you know, but you don't even know the guy, you know? Yeah. It just looked like an actually, like, uniformed cop. Yeah, and, and listen, man, at the end of the day, it's a fucking cop. You don't put your hands on a fucking cop. End of story. No, I don't care don't. I don't care if it's in jest or, or whatever. Just don't fucking do it, man. And again, that's just... These decisions that he's making off the field are so fucking dumb. And you can, outside of what he did... At during this particular moment, you can name a few other oh, instances he's that got, he's got a laundry list of exactly. stupid shit, man. Exactly. Stupid shit, and, it, and you know it's a real shame. It all started with be, Justin Bieber. He can be a real. He could be like a, you know, he could like Antonio Brown. What's going on with him? You know. Oh cool God! God knows what the fuck he, is wrong with he him. He turned himself in. He's fucking out of his mind. Yeah. He's out of his mind. You know. But that's a whole nother level. Unfortunately, I think Antonio Brown has a lot of stuff that he can't control. CTE is real. I mean, real. he's got something. But OBJ is making is making these really just stupid decisions. Like, very immature, too. Like, come on, dude. Grow yeah. up. Just fucking grow up. You know. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But I, the charges were dropped. The cop dropped the charges. I think, I think it was just more of like a statement. Like, listen, man. Like, don't do that shit. Yeah, no. And listen, right. like I said, you know. It was harmless, but you just don't do it. Right, exactly. You just don't do it. It's not like, you know, you go like, I don't know if this makes sense. You can call me out if it doesn't. But it's like if you get pulled over by a cop and you're joking around with the cop and you call the cop a pig, yeah, it's harmless. You're joking around, but you don't know the cop. Like, Yeah, that might be a little bit more intense. That's you know? a little, yeah, it's a little more aggressive. You know, I it's say. like <laughs> passive, you know, like what Chen, uh, what Chen's did. Sorry, Chen's, now you're smacking ass, uh, cops' asses. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. what OBJ did was passive aggressive. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's yeah. the thing. And yeah. you just don't do it. There's a line. And no matter how, no matter how famous you are, no matter how much money you have, yeah, you you, even though you feel like you're untouchable, you're just like everybody else. You just have more money than yeah. everybody else. Exactly. You doesn't give you a right to act the way that you did. So, so we, <laughs> we have a pretty important game happening next week. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Pro Bowl that was happening today. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. No one cares about that. Uh, the Super Bowl. Um, Chiefs, Niners. Um, I don't think any of us picked that, did we? Um, oh, no, I did. He did. Ah, I picked. Fuck. I picked the Titans. Um, I was trying to go for the Cinderella story. I, think I picked I was, the Titans. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no! I'm talking about. I had the Chiefs at the beginning of the year. Oh, we made our initial prediction. Okay. No, okay, I, 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 I don't know what my initial Matt prediction Stradamus. was. Matt yeah. But well, I also had the Bears, but I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, no. Bears. I mean, he feels it 50 50 percent is better than zero percent. True. Yep. But Chiefs Niners, uh, honestly, usually, usually that the championship games are usually better than the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs Titans game was boring. Yep. Uh, they shut down Derrick Henry, um, and Mahomes just did his thing. Um, kind of, kind of like the same script as what happened with when they played um, Houston. Came out slow, and then just turned it on and just scored like twenty eight points straight, mm. and just completely ran away with the game. Mm. Um, and then the Niner game, Packer game was even worse. They were up twenty eight yeah. nothing. 
Yeah, that was bad. Bad game. You know, there's really nothing to talk about with those games. Like, it was just, they were both terrible games. Like, yeah, well, the, now, the best team won. But now we have, I think, a very good matchup here. I think so, too. I, I think, think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. It's going to be a team with a very good defense against a team with a very good offense. Yeah, but but the Chiefs' defense isn't terrible. It's gotten better. And they, it was sure. a lot better than it was last year. Right, yeah. and the Niners' offense ain't bad either. Look at the fucking run game they had against Green Bay. Well, yeah, but also Green Bay's defense was... Worse than it than the numbers showed. It, was, it had as much as much holes as a cheese from Green Bay, but um, you know San Francisco can. <laughs> um. So San Francisco, they're not like Garoppolo. He has to just. Well, make... Garoppolo had what six passing attempts going into the fourth quarter. They yeah. ran the ball like fifty right. freaking times. I mean, they, that one guy had fucking four TDs by himself. And you can't do that against the Chiefs. You're no. not going to be able to run the ball. But for I 50 think they're times. capable of throwing when if they have to. Not like the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a very nice game. I think it's going to be very, very close. I think so, too. You know, I, I want the Chiefs to win. Yeah, me too. I, I would like to see the Chiefs. I'd like to see yeah. Mahomes win, and I would like to see Andy Reid get one. But um, I think this if, if he wins, it solidifies him as a Hall of Fame Yeah, coach. for sure. This is, the this, one, is his, this is his chance, This man. is the one thing that Andy Reid is missing. He cannot uh, – he can't blow this because who knows if he'll get another chance. I mean, he's he's very lucky he has a great team, but you know, nothing is ever a guarantee in the NFL. Well, right now the Chiefs, the Chiefs, according to Vegas, it's a the Chiefs are giving the Niners a point and a half, so it's pretty much a pick'em. Yeah. Um, and I say it's fair because you have probably the best offense against the best defense. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. And we've seen historically, like when these matchups come head to head. It's actually the defense that comes out. Well, I'm going to draw a comparison. I've been drawing comparisons to the Giants' runs this entire playoff with the Titans. I'm going to make another giant comparison here. When the Giants beat the Patriots the first time, the Patriots had the offense, the Giants had the defense. And who won that game? The defense. The defense. The team with the better defense ended up winning the game. The New York football Giants. and And the offense did enough to... The Giants' offense that year did enough to to beat another good offense. So, you know, the defense won them that championship. But now, with the Super Bowl coming in, now you have some prop bets. You know, it's it's the this is the game for prop bets. You know, longest who how long is national anthem going to be? What's the color of the Gatorade when he gets dumped? So Chen's is asking us about this pre-show, and Chen's goes, "I saw one." Richard, now, wait, wait, let let them know that I'm a novice. Oh, Chen. When it comes, Chen's comes to gambling. It's Chen's always doesn't know his ass from his elbow when it comes to gambling. No, I don't. When it comes to spreads and plus, minus, this, that, and the other thing, I have a little bit of experience. Matt's the expert compared to the three of us. You know, that's what you get for living in New Jersey. Um, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I know. No, I, I said to Steph when we were in AC over Christmas break, I was like, "Thank God we do not live in New Jersey because I would be betting every Sunday." And she was like, "No, you wouldn't be." <laughs> but, um, or you would be, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be with you. Yeah, exactly. And I would yeah. rather be with her than bet. Anyway, so, um, the prop bet that Chen's picked out of all of them is Richard Sherman getting an inter, uh, interception at plus forty. No, four fifty. 450 10 bucks. So for the our betting novices, that means you if you bet $100, you'll win $450. I I don't see why this is such a preposterous thing. And 
the reason why it's preposterous is because there are so many other prop bets you can no, look I, at I that under, are more interesting than under, Richard Sermon getting an, inter- I an interception. But it's, you know, if we're talking about the fucking uh, third string safety getting a getting a pick or even uh, kickoff uh, return for a touchdown, that's those things are less it's, likely to happen. Richard Sherman gets picks, pick, well, and the, he's a big he's a big game player. Yeah, but the thing about Richard Sherman is that they have to throw in his area. He doesn't. He's not a traveling corner. He doesn't travel with the top receiver. He's not going to travel with. Um, yeah, but it's not. They don't go to one guy. The Chiefs they throw. They spread it around. Yeah, but you know Richard Sermon's a guy that you know with Nico Harmon, with you know Travis Kelsey, with you know Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. You know you you have other options where you can spread the ball away and use one of those players as a decoy. Right. I know. I'm so just saying. you know I don't think that bet would be a good bet. I think that if you're going to bet something like a prop bet, it would be like um what's the who's going to score the first touchdown for the Chiefs? Um you know, and you got a good chance it's going to be Mahomes cuz Mahomes is going to you know, either run it in. Yeah, so the, the but I'm saying the payout is probably not that big. No, the, the you fit. Hold on, but it's a misconception if it's if it's first touchdown score Mahomes can't get it if he passes it. He has to run it in or catch it. Oh, so then what am I trying? What am I trying to say here? That Mahomes would be an easy pick for a prop bet. Uh, if you want to go like um, two plus, like if you want to do um, two more touchdowns throwing. Yeah, like he, like Mahomes will have two a plus two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, I, like I stuff it. like that. Yeah, that, that's a nice bet. That's probably going to happen. You know, and, Mahomes throws five touchdowns a game. And according to Vegas, it's going to be a very high scoring game. The over under is like fifty four and a half. That's high. That's really high, especially with the Niners' defense. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're. It's. it's it, I think it's. It's not going to be like last year where it was a snooze fest. Uh, with the Super Bowl, with the score, it was one of the lowest scoring Super Bowls of all time. Sorry, Chance. Um, you know, but I think it will be high scoring. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. Um, predictions. No, we got till next week. Or do you want to make, make it Just now? in case if we don't record. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fair, fair play. Just in case we don't record next weekend because we're all going to be doing our thing for the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, Matt, why don't you start? I'm going to go... How about this? But Matt, 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 before you go, give us a score and the team. No shit. Wait, what was he going to give you? Just the team. His, his fucking... His fucking <laughs> Just uh, the team. I, I, I was going to give you an novelty prop. Um, it's going to be... You know, if you want to parlay that the it's heads and that the Chiefs win, that's plus two fifty five. So that's okay. just something to think about. Wait, 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 wait. So if the coin toss is a heads and the Chiefs win, that's mm-hmm. plus two fifty five. Yeah. Hmm. That's not bad. If it's tails and Chiefs plus two fifty five, heads and San Fran plus three ten, tails and San Fran plus three. You got all this shit up in front of you right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's not hard to find. What else you got? What else you got? What's some crazy shit? Give me some crazy stuff. Um, How about this? Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato is singing the national anthem. So I'm going to go over. It's, it's, minute, it's a minute 56. I'm going to go over that. Minute 56. Over. I'm going to go over a minute she, she's 56. She's sang the, the national anthem, I think, four times, and she's gone over the 156 twice. So it's really like. I'm going to say over. It's right, it's right where it's supposed to be. I'm going to say over, and here's my, my reasoning. One. Dude, this is next level stats right here. So I'm saying, I'm saying over on the national anthem because. Um, she likes, you know, if you listen to her music, oh, here we go. She likes, she likes to, to hang out. She's got some pipes, so she likes to, yeah, but, 
Car- but but he just said that she's sung it four times and she's gone over the 156 twice. You don't think she's yeah, aware of this? Was, I don't was, think she gives a shit. I think she does. Series games. It was two World Series games, so it wasn't like a the biggest event like the school's yeah. the biggest event right yeah yeah exactly oh, yeah. so i'm um, the reason and also here here's the stupid question do you think she's betting on herself uh, that's dude, the thing i always said I like would. when you sing the national anthem i would always put like or through someone obviously not through myself i'd get someone to put money on but i'll put the over every single time yeah yeah it's, it's an over bet money you could make it's an over bet and you got 50 50 shadow winning the coin toss you know you know you're in good shape when if you can see like what the if he puts it on if the ref starts it on heads or tails usually the opposite comes out so if he's if you pick heads and he starts to flip on tails you got a good shot yeah it's too quick to to see to make that decision to make that decision though once it'll probably be locked by then you know the you I think you can even bet like what the first commercial is gonna be like what company has the first commercial spot you could I don't have that on my my sports you know but that they do have like another interesting one that you that Jones was asking about was the uh Jersey number for the first touchdown scorer. Over 26 and a half, plus 115. Under 26 and a half, minus 143. Really? So whoever, if you think it's Mahomes or like, huh. I don't know who the other running backs are. but Damian Williams, like LaShawn McCoy. Um, yeah, like Williams, Williams is 26. So. so that makes the 26 and a half make sense. Was yeah. McCoy 27? Uh, no, 25. Okay, there you go. And then line. Kelsey's 87. Tyreek Hill's... Isn't Tyreek Hill like 10? Tyreek Hill's, Tyreek Hill's a lower number, yeah. Nico Harmon's a lower number. Watkins is a lower number. Watkins, yep. So the only one that... So if basically he, all the Kansas City that you're going to get. It's Kelsey or everyone in Kansas City. Yeah, it's Kelsey is the over. Damn, but still, taking yep. Kelsey would be a, a a good pick. Well, that's why it's it's, it's gambling chance. Yeah, you know, scared money don't make money. Um, well, I'm not Ben shit, so. <laughs> um, so the, the, wait. By the way, dude, I just realized it. We gotta stop talking about fucking. Not that she does, but like, God forbid, she just decided to listen to this episode. I'd be fucked. Who? Bianca. Why? Oh, Chen's got a proposal the weekend. The week of February break. I'm gonna go to. Uh, what if she heard that? Listen, we already come to the realization that our girlfriends do give a fuck about our podcast. But, but what if she was just like, oh, let me see what they did. Uh, oh. Wow. I hey, Let it be known. Let the record. It's on record. Now. I didn't say anything about it. I'm a fucking clam. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Freudian slip. Make a note. Edit it out, please, for my own sake. <laughs> the last that, thing I need is to lot. wait six months to do this, all for Puma to fucking let it slip in the episode. It's true. I wrote it down. Dude, Edit I would out. fucking, I would, I'd fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so I mean, fucking you pissed. Fight, you could fight fire with fire, Chens, but I mean, I, no, no, no. I don't, I'm not. I don't live in. I don't live in uh, ancient Mesopotamia. No eye for an eye for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. There we go. Fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Anyway. So anyway. So going to a topic that might be sensitive for Puma. Not sensitive in a bad way. No, no. In a good way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, as we were talking about the 07 Giants, uh, there was one player that... thought he was going last, but okay. I left out, <laughs> and that is Eli Manning. And Eli Manning has stepped down. So, as the only Giant fan out of the crew, I'm going to go last, because I'm going to take a little longer. So, Chenz and Matt, go ahead. I have nothing much to say on this, except that I'm glad 
that he finally retired because everyone was basically calling for him to do it for the last few years. Uh, he didn't start this year, uh, relinquished his spot to Daniel Jones. Uh, and I think Giants fans and the organization in general are happy with Jones, so um, they're going to go forward with him. And Eli did his thing for the for the team, served his purpose. Uh, definitely a, a big fixture in the team's history. Um, I'm not a Giants fan, so, but, you know, I don't have any strong feelings about it, but. You were for the Giants when they won those two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Giants over Jets for me when it comes to the New York teams. But, uh, good player. Great, good player. That's fair. Fair is fair. You know, that's it. Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I always think it's interesting when, with these, uh, Eli and the Hall of Fame debates now, because obviously that's what it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. he's, Everyone was waiting for his retirement. Even before he announced it, that kind of was always, you know, is he, a, is he or is he not a Hall of Famer? I'm sure we know how Puma's going to go on this one. Um, but if you look at his career, he was always solid, but never the top three or top five yep. quarterback in the league. Yep. You know, it was he put the numbers up. He was a career 500 quarterback, literally like this year added to it. Um, and but he, what it was was. He knew how to win. He knew how to win the big games, obviously. He saved his best performances for, you know, a postseason run. Yep. And two postseason runs got the ultimate prize in, which I think we can all agree, the hardest market in the world to mm. play in, mm-hmm. in New York. So he knew what he wanted. He, I respect the hell out of him. You know, yeah. obviously San Diego, Los Angeles fans won't. But he got drafted by the Chargers and said, I don't want to play here. I want to play in New York. And, you know, the players that want to come here, and especially as a young age and, and coming out of college, I mean, he goes from the SEC to New York. Mm-hmm. It's big market, big market. I mean, he's and, and he's a real Southern boy, too. It's not like he's right. from the North and went to an SEC school. He's from fucking right. Mississippi, right, or some shit. And, yeah, I mean, he think about it, too. He's got to follow in Peyton's footsteps, uh-huh. who was – was on his way to win the Super Bowl. He hadn't won it when he got drafted yet. And then his dad, who was a legend when he played. So he had huge shoes to fill, and he was able to tie his brother in Super Bowl wins. Got an extra MVP over him in the Super Bowl, because I don't believe... He didn't get the MVP, MVP with, with Denver, because he didn't really do much. Right. He didn't play. He played like dog shit. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, it's very admirable that he was able to do this and really grab the bull by the horns. And, you know, loved by all of his teammates. You really won't find, outside of probably Tiki, but Tiki got what he deserved, bad-mouthed Eli. You know, he was professional even when fucking McAdoo fucked him over with Geno Smith. Oh, my God. Was, what a fucking yeah, stupid I mean, thing that happened there. You could see he, he said, you know, what I loved at that press conference was Mara said, once a giant, always a giant. He said, for me, it's only a giant. And I, I think... That is, you got to respect the hell out of that and really love that he really embraced being a New York Giant, being a New Yorker, and and now uh, he's going to be off. And I'd like to think, hear what you guys think he's going to be doing, you know, coaching in the booth, just being a dad. I, I think it's going to be the, the last one. I think he's just going to enjoy being with his family and yeah. uh, really enjoy the time off because, I mean, he's made more money than any quarterback in the, in the world. He made more money than, he, than Peyton. Wow. They're one and two. So he is, and that's just on contract, not endorsements, because obviously Peyton's got all that 
Papa John's and State Farm yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, the hell yeah. the nationwide nationwide yeah. commercials. They're, but but uh, when Eli was doing commercials with his brother, they were the funniest commercials. Like the uh, the ESPN or, one, the Oreo commercial, the ESPN ones, the ESPN commercial, the Oreo commercial. They did an Oreo commercial yep. together. It was hysterical. So, it was like team double stuff yeah. first, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think Eli is the ultimate professional. I, I'm happy that yeah. he went on his own terms. Um, you know, he, he could have tried to go for another team, but he, he said, you know what? I, I see the writing on the wall. I see that I've been taken over. He got his last game at, you know, Giant Stadium, and he was able to, you know, go out and, and run to the sunset. And, and I think I think it was the right time, too. I, obviously, you know, someone on this podcast said he was, you know, the third best quarterback in the division, and, and Dak would be under him. But I don't know who, who said that. I forgot someone said that uh, on this podcast. Not me, obviously, because – Dak was was really good this year, and I called that. But someone said it. I'm not gonna mention names. So, yeah, I, I think it was it was a good time for him to go out, and I think he's happy with his decision as well. Well said. Well said. Very long winded for a, a Jets fan that had to go through 18 quarterbacks since oh, Eli took God, over. So man. I was saving. I was oh, waiting for the dig. was waiting for the dig. You can't say a good quarterback from a bad quarterback, and you had to throw that. You know what? At the end of the day, we've won the back the back to back Snoopy Bowls, so we have bragging rights for the past eight years. So hold my dick about that. How many Super Bowls did you win, though? You have to go back to Snoopy, Snoopy Bowls. Bowls. Snoopy Bowls count more than Super Bowls. I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Like, it's the same stadium. Okay, you live in your delirious world. I'll let you. Um, but for the as the giant fan out of here and and watching Eli from 2004 till now, you know, it was something I it was. You know, it, this actually ties into the next segment, but, you know, there was one thing that was always a constant every Sunday, and that was you knew Eli Manning was going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants. Um, and Eli, not always the top quarterback in the league, um, but he was consistent. You know, he, you knew in the fourth quarter if the Giants were either – Chasing points or a one-score game, you knew he was going to get the job done. He was a great fourth-quarter quarterback. He was a a professional, always said the right things, always did the right thing by his teammates, and he was always there for them. And, you know, yeah, he wasn't that flashy um, type of person. He did everything through hard work, and he he led by example. He was one of those quiet-type leaders, Um, you know, and it all, and you know, it's funny that it all started with controversy that he wanted to be a giant. It was either the San Diego Chargers or the New York Giants in that draft, and the Chargers did take him. And then Ernie, of course, he was able to swing a trade with Philip Rivers to get Eli in New York. Um, the funny thing about that is that that deal happened last minute. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that it was going to happen. And Archie Manning came out and said that if he didn't get traded, he would have played for the Chargers. Um, so this, you know, this notion that he wasn't going to play and it was going to be a John Elway situation, it wasn't true. Um, and the Giants actually didn't want Phillip Rivers if it didn't work out. They wanted Roethlisberger. So, in that draft. So, that quarter, if you remember that draft, that draft had a lot of quarterbacks in it. A lot lot of of good quarterbacks. A a lot of good quarterbacks. So, you know, you have a lot of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in that class. Um, you know, is Eli a Hall of Famer? I think so. Um, Why? Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Um, yeah, there was a lot of luck, but he did it when the the lights were the brightest. 
Um, yeah, but I, I just don't think that that now. If you look at it, if you look at his over, but if you know he's he's, I think he's in the top five in passing yards. Um, I think he's in the top five in passing TDs. But is that because of longevity and volume? Right. Well, you got to remember he was on a lot of bad Giants teams. Well, that's what I mean. So you know, how, I think his, there was one year they were the one seed and they lost like, and they lost in the first round. To me, it's like, okay, he has all these yards, but how is his completion percentage? What was his touchdown to interception ratio? He didn't throw a lot of picks. I'm, but I'm just saying, like you, you, you can chuck up the ball all day long and and rack up the yards. But how accurate are you? How many picks did you throw in the process? You know what I can say. And a 500 record. Yeah, I, I understand that, but it also comes down to the teams that he was on too. The last couple of years, they were on. He was on terrible teams. That you know, if you take there 366 the, touchdowns and 244 picks. So not a bad so, ratio. Eh. You know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think that, you know, he... Well, think about it. You know, Peyton's a Hall... That's not even a two-to-one ratio. Yeah, but think about it, though. Peyton's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But... He was a thousand times better. Okay, but... Oh, don't even go with the Super Bowl argument. You know, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Is that Eli did it in New York. So what? The Colts wouldn't be the Colts without Peyton Manning. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, he, 100%. he went from the worst team. In, and, 100%. I mean, and, and people, you literally just did it today. That Giants team was led by their defense. It was led by their defense, but at the no, same time. No one ever said that and the like Colts I said, were known for anything else besides Peyton Manning. But, it wasn't like, oh, they have Edron James. Oh, they have Marvin Harrison. Who is no, a no. Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. I'm just saying, it was always the Colts. Because of Peyton Manning, Dallas, uh, Dallas, whatever his name Dallas was, Clark. Dallas Clark. But Dallas Clark. the Giants, it was oh, the defense is good. Yeah, but oh, they also had they also had a good running, defense. Though they had Dwight Freeney, they I'm had not, no, I, I know, Pino, you know, but I'm just saying that, that the, the, the identity uh, that of the Colts was always through Peyton Manning because he was that okay, he was that too, great. Think think about this: when Peyton was 36, right, with, with the Broncos, what did he do? Yeah, but look at the team he was on. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What did he do? He threw 55 touchdowns and 5,400 yards. Jesus what did Eli Christ. Manning do when he was 36? 19 touchdowns and 13 picks for 3,400 yards. Now, what I want you to do is go look at the record of the Broncos and look at the record of the Giants in that yeah, year. Yeah, look, look. But the fact that he was still putting up those numbers, you could, he, he could have, he won a Super Bowl with the last year and they Look at that record, right? But he played like dog shit. Well, he, the one thing I will guard. say this is this, and 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 we're not nobody's talked about it, and nobody is, you know, it's true. And we were talking about this. Uh, we t- we touched on this in the past. Is was it the offensive line, or was it Eli? Now, if you put Eli behind a good offensive line, email uh, Eli can still do it. Yes, yes. And can. you know, when Eli is not a mobile quarterback and he's running for his life, you know, it's going to affect him. But, but Puma in a negative way. Like if you gave. Eli Manning, even a hint of athletic ability when he was running, you know, he would have been a little yeah, bit more right, successful. But, but but Puma, yeah. If okay, if you if you if, if you give Eli Manning a running ability, and he becomes a completely different quarterback. Maybe <laughs> maybe he would be full <laughs> of but, caliber. But, but, hold on a second, hold on. And then yeah, it too of far. course, if you give him if you give him an offensive line, yeah, I hope that a professional quarterback can make can be able to make passes if he has time. The great ones make passes when there's no fucking protection. You know? I'm not saying... Eli Manning was a very, very, very good... Maybe I'll even use the word great quarterback. Because 
Yes, because that clutch that clutch factor that you simply cannot teach, he had it. But I believe, and this goes for all sports, that the Hall of Fame is reserved strictly for individual accolades and performance. So when someone retires, forget the fucking championships that they've won because anybody can get championships. Fucking Adam Morrison has championships and never played a goddamn minute in the NBA. Um, but Eli Manning wasn't the only one responsible for those Giants championships. You know what I mean, Puma? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can say he's got two um, Super Bowls and the MVPs, they always give it to the quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. We were talking about it before and we were talking about the, the prop bet, bets that most of the time the MVP goes to the quarterback of the winning team. So, I actually pulled it up. Just for argument's sake here, I pulled up the modern era quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, right? And I'm looking at some of these names. Okay. And get just do good. Who's on there? Okay, so Troy Aikman, obviously. Okay. Terry Bradshaw, obviously. Okay. Lee Dawson, obviously. Uh, John. Go, go more like recent. John Elway, Brett Favre. Okay. Brett Favre only has one Super Bowl, and threw a ton of more picks than anybody in the world. Yeah, but isn't doesn't he have more yards? He's got and stuff? passing yards. Okay. Uh Dan Marino never won a championship. Right. There you go. Boom. Warren Moon never won a championship. Dan Marino. Joe da- Nathan. Wait, Dan Marino. Now hold on. hold on. Dan Marino. Arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Right? Never won a Super Bowl. But by far, hands down, without a question, a a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, yeah, no, of course he's all he, you know. Well, yeah, he, but, so, but like, no one says like, "Oh, Dan Marino should not be in the Super Bowl because he has no Super Bowls." It's no shit. He should be in the Super Bowl. His numbers are great. He was great. You know. Okay. Well, what was did you, did we pull up Eli Manning's completion percentage? No, yeah. I, I, Matt's got it. I got it. What is it? Yeah. Sixty point three. Okay. So sixty point three. And how many yeah. how many passing yards did he have? Fifty seven thousand. Okay. So Joe Namath. Okay, you can't compare a quarterback that played in the sixties to. But Eli but here's Manning. my point. He literally, he literally played in like Super Bowl one, two, two right. or three. But <laughs> you're looking at you're looking at quarterbacks who were numbers wise were yeah. in the modern. It's considered the modern era, the okay. Super Bowl era okay. to make the. And I'm not just picking on Joe Namath because he's a Jet. I'm picking on Joe All Namath. All right, what do we got? Because what do we got? this is what okay. we do. This let's go. He, his passing percentage was only fifty point one. He only threw through for twenty seven thousand yards, and he only had one hundred seventy three touchdowns. All right, but I think the game was way different back then, though. And he, he was also injured. He had a bad injury in college. Okay, okay. So Eli was was the if it wasn't for McAdoo, Eli was an Iron Man of the game. Oh come on! Oh. Don't do the streak. No. Yeah. I Listen, the streak in baseball for Cal Ripken. I don't even, I don't even count. Back. I don't even count that he missed that game. Like to me, but he it, played every single fucking game. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah. it I, I think, I think, it, I think people realize that too. Anyone with a brain would say like he had no business being benched that game. Well, you know, it, okay. but it ruined in, in the eyes of the stats. He lost, he he lost his consecutive streak. It's like benching Cal Ripken, even though he shouldn't have been benched, but he lost his streak. You know, if he didn't get as far as okay. it did. If, if we're gonna play this game, I'm gonna give you quarterback A and quarterback B, and you tell me who you take. Oh, okay. let's go! Let's. You know, it's funny. Go. I did the same exer- I did the same exercise with my students. Yeah, we don't need to go. We don't need to talk about that on here. Okay, okay. Quarterback A, right? Yep. Thirty-five thousand yards, two hundred twenty-seven touchdowns, and one hundred sixty picks. Okay. Okay. 
Quarterback two, 33,000 yards, 165 touchdowns, 141 picks. Who are you taking? Quarterback uh, A. Both, both both completion percentage at sixty two percent. Quarterback A. Quarterback A. Quarterback A. Chance that was that was A. the that was the two hundred plus touchdown, right? Two hundred twenty seven. And then the other one had what one sixty? One sixty five. And and the picks were about the same. The quarterback A one sixty. Quarterback B was one. Okay, my question is 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 career length? Do you play longer? Um. Let's see. Quarterback A played for eight years, and quarterback B played for. How many years is this? Simple math. Great, great. Twelve. I'm going to take A because he did. Be- he was better in a shorter amount of time. Right. That's that's reasonable. So you're saying you're taking first round pick Jay Cutler over Hall of Famer Troy Aikman? Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said you can't compare numbers. Both of us. So A was Cutler. Yep. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So Matt, so where do you stand on this? I don't think Eli is a Hall of Famer in the. If you look at the numbers thing, just because the numbers aren't eye popping. Right. Right. Hold on. Let him speak. No, no, no. I know. Especially, but I especially with with if you compared. I'm sure Eli's numbers to Jake Cutler's numbers, they'd be pretty comparable. Uh huh. I think Eli, you said, had fifty something thousand yards, right? So his his yards alone are are way more. Yeah, but also too, Cutler played less less than right. uh, Eli. Yeah. And and the Cutler was on good offenses too. Uh-huh. You know, there was that one year when he was lighting it up. So I I don't know. You, that's but if you look at it playoff wise, he's a hundred percent a Hall of Famer. You know he. He was the the guy when they won the championships, right? He's the team. He he was David that slayed Goliath in in the Super Bowl with against the Patriots the first time. So I think if you're looking at if you look at the numbers, if you take it the way I showed you, he's not a Hall of Famer. But if you're like, look at the track record, he yeah. is. So it depends on how the committee, yeah, wherever the hell they're gonna vote. I mean, yeah, that it. makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that the intangibles are gonna play a key factor in that. And here's my question now. You know, in baseball, you have first ballot Hall of Famers, and then, you know, after that, it doesn't matter. You just get, as long as you get in, you get in. Now, Eli doesn't have to get in on the first shot. He can get in two, three years after his eligibility. Now, I don't know how it works with the NFL, uh, but if that's how it works, I could see. I don't see him getting in first ballot. Maybe he gets in second or third year, like T.O. I know T.O. didn't get in right away, you know. So I well, could see that. That's pretty bullshit. But, yeah. but yeah, it was bullshit. But at the same time, it was politics that didn't get yeah. him in. But at the same time, like I said, I could I could live with that. I don't have to. It's not like a, you know, like a um, uh, a quarterback, like a Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady's the first ballot Hall of Famer. End of story. No discussion. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's not Eli Manning. If Eli Manning gets in on the second or third ballot, okay, that's fine. I don't mind that. Um, you know, he, I think that, you know, he is a Hall of Famer because you put everything to everything together. It's a, he's a hall. He's a hall. He had a Hall of Fame career. If you just let, look at regular seasons, he's borderline, at best, and I think that's a fair assessment. I'm not I think, like I said. Is, I'm not saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, that's fine. But there's 23 modern era quarterbacks 
are in the Hall of Fame? Is he one of those? You think he's in uh, the, the fact that it's that little is showing like how tough it is for quarterback. But uh, like at the same time, you don't see quarterbacks playing as long as he has, right? Yeah, he had the longevity. So, yeah, it's an interesting debate. I, I don't know. Like I could see both sides. You yeah, know, I'm not. I'm not one of those. See, I'm partial. I could be smart. I'm not. A, I'm not a Jet fan that hates the Giants. You know, you don't. You don't have to hate. Them Listen, if it makes you feel any better, if the, if the Jets made it to the Super Bowl, and um, played. It's not about the Jets. It's not about the Jets. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. Listen. I'm not hating on anybody here. I'm being honest. If the Jets played anybody in the NFC in the a- NFC East other than the Giants, I would root for the Jets in the Super Bowl. Now, oh, th- thank you for your support. Well, no, now listen, now this is how this now <laughs> this is support. now here it goes. Now here here here's the comparison. If the Mets played anybody in the American League East other than the Yankees, I would not root for the Mets. Sad. Okay. <laughs> so, just think of it that way. The, I think oh, the Jets boy. are the only opposite team that I root for in the state of New York that I would root for. Maybe the Bills. Sabres? Maybe the Bills. Sabers. The Bills only because of cousin Kenny. That's the only reason why I would go for the Bills. <sighs> All right. But anyway. So now I let me just say my last thing. Okay. And then I'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I wouldn't be uh like shocked if he got in. Like you were saying it, Puma, if mm-hmm. he eventually gets in. Um like Matt, you made you made great points, so kind of changed my thinking as well. But I wouldn't be surprised either way. My also, Brett Favre isn't inducted yet into the Hall of Fame, is he? Yes, uh, he is. He did? He's, He's in. in. Brett Favre is in. I'm looking at it right now. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Fever. Favre. Um, yeah, Brett Favre is listed here as in. 1991 to 2010. Jesus Christ, that's a long freaking career. Why the hell? Whatever this, this stupid slideshow on the Hall of Fame website doesn't have him on there, which I was confused because I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm sure on the pro, in. I'm on the pro Hall of Fame website right now. There's a, there's a, there's a, a photo gallery with Hall of Fame quarterbacks and he's not listed on there. And it's all in alphabetical order. It goes Elway to Fouts. No, I have a, it, mine's in alphabetical order too. He right in between Elway and Fouts. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, Kurt Warner was in, is in. Kenny Stabler, Brett Starr, Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana was a quarterback, you crazy asshole. No, you idiot. No, crazy asshole. No, it's idiot. Crazy oh. asshole. I will bet you any oh, amount what? of money it's crazy asshole. Wow. What? No, it's Dude, idiot. You, you're, you're questioning me on movie quotes. Uh, yes, I, this, one, this one I know. Okay. This well, maybe the, know. Maybe, the, maybe the TBS version is idiot. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Jens, go with the physical challenge. I can double it. <laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> great, great show. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. Not what we're talking about. I'm pretty, like, for me, crazy animal would be the TBS version of idiot. Oh, 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 Puma's got the nervous look. He's nervous. It's great radio. Yes.
It's not here. It's not on YouTube. I'm serious. I can't find it. Uh, all right. It's like we'll have to figure it out another. We'll day. figure it out another day. And I'll just for the, the just for the record, just for the record, nobody made a bet. So um, <laughs> no, nothing was no, shut on. No, no, no terms were contested. No phys- anyway, no physical challenge. Anyway, accepted. anyway, Chen still owes no me a hot dog, challenge. a hot dog costume. Anyway. Yeah. So Chen, if that's you know that's another thing. Um. So let's transition from football into football hall of fame. Football too. hall of fame to baseball. Larry Walker, I couldn't believe it. Wow. So, foot baseball now. So, the Hall of Fame votes came in. Now, before I lose my shit, because I am want, going do to. you want us to, to go first Chen's, so you have all the time in the Chen's world? Chen's and Matt can go first and talk about the two inductees, Derek Jeter, Mr. Should Have Been oh, 100%. Oh, There's no, a tease. No, 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 no. I don't, no, no tainting of this. Okay. All right. And Matt, Jens, go ahead. I'm going to put my my microphone on mute. Jens, right. you go first because I have a good kind of transition for Puma to All go right, beautiful. Off of, so. uh, you I'll, better I'll, not, I'll you, be, you better not use that to route me up even more. Hey, I, I, I spit the hot takes. If you can't handle the heat, there's the door. <laughs> I right. can stay in the kitchen. Trust I'm going to I'm going to say um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, no brainers for both people for me. Um. No, like no shit. Jeter was getting in. Well, Walker was on his last chance. Walker was on his tenth yeah. year. Yeah. So it wasn't that much of a no brainer. He tweeted out too, like, oh, like I don't think I'm gonna make it, but it, it was been a good ride, you know, fun. I'm, I appreciate all the support, and he got in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. I'm. I'm cool with both getting in. That's it. I'm keeping it short because I want to save a lot of time for for Poom Daddy. Uh, well, I'll ask you. Do you think like other guys that like Bonds and stuff like that, you don't put them in? Unfortunately, guys I think definitely have the numbers, but are kind of with the asterisk. Yeah, for, unfortunately, I I feel like Bonds will get in eventually. He should. Um, yeah, he was still a really great, really. He's good gonna get in on the tenth ballot. Same thing with yeah, Clemens. Yeah. Oh, who got snubbed this year? Schilling, right? Schilling got snubbed. But Schilling will get in next year. Yeah, that Schilling no. doesn't even deserve to be. His numbers aren't that great. Whoa, there it is. Schilling was one of the best pitchers of his generation. Wait, wait, wait. Take him to court. Take him to court. Fuck. You want to go with his numbers? I mean, like his numbers are. I'll do the same A and B if you want. Yes, do I it. Mean, do it, man. I love that game. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find someone to compare him to though, because I, I was just randomly, I found that Aikman Cutler like on a whim one day at work. That was crazy. Like, it, was, it was really random. So I'd have to like really search and like that was really kind random, of man. put that on the back burner for a little while until I can get you like I got you moment. Well, right. so Puma, you want to talk about Schilling or no? Well, yeah, Schilling, Schilling, it had. An ERA under three and a half. Schilling had 260 wins to 146 wins. Um, he had. That's like kind of like the barometer that people need. Yeah, but you know what? The wins at that time too is you know less important because of the fact that pitchers aren't going as deep into games, and he was on the cusp of that change. Um, he did it in the American League East. He did it in the Amer- uh, um, the National League East. Um, you know he. He Are you was giving credit to the Mets. <laughs> no, I'm giving credit to the '90s That's Braves. What it sounds like. That's no, what I'm it giving. Like. Well, here, here's the here. And listen, listen. And I think I've made. I think I've earned this. This thing I'm about to say for myself is, I am fair when I need to be. And those '90s Mets teams were good. They were good '90s. You know, you had Piazza. You had, you know, Ventura. You had Todd Zeal. You had Timo Perez. You had. 
Um, you know, Michael Cameron. You, as you can see, I knew, I know who the Mets are. Benny Agbayani. Michael Cameron was not in the '90s Mets. Okay, well, fuck me then. <laughs> anyway, was like six years later. Um, who was their center fielder? Roger Cedeno. Jay Payton. Jay Payton. Jay Payton. They look the same. Wow. Um. I don't even know what anyway, those guys look had, like, but Jesus. He had over 3,000 strikeouts. Um, I think the reason why he's not in yet is because of his baggage. You know, he is he is a right winger. He is, you know, he made some comments on Twitter uh, that got him fired from ESPN. Uh, he was always out there, um, you know, and as much as I hate him because he was on that 04 Red Sox team and the bloody sock that was fake, um... You know, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, over 3,000 strikeouts. Yeah, career ERA under three. If Mike Mussina... But no, career under is not under three. His career ERA is 3.64. Under, I mean, career under is under three and a half. I'm sorry. Um, If Mike Mussina's in the Hall of wait, Fame... Wait, wait, He just said it was 3.64. 3.46. 3.46. Oh, yeah. That's little... I'm, look, I was, I'm looking at it, too. I had it up. Um, yeah. If Mike Mussina, if you look at Mike Mussina's numbers and he got in, Kurt Schilling should get in. I also think Mussina should have had that Cy Young his last year. He got snubbed. I Kurt think Schilling so, too. No Cy Youngs as well. I think so, too. I mean, even if you look at 20-game winners, like I said, even though the wins don't matter, Mussina only had one. Um, two. And Schilling had two. Um, oh, sorry, three. Three, three. He had three. He had... Two. 2001, two. 2002, 2004. 2002. Oh, it doesn't. For some reason, on base, he led the league in baseball reference. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not bolded. That's why I didn't see it. Right. Yeah, because he he led the league with the, those bolded. Yeah. So you know, I mean, he. Why isn't this not? This isn't working. How many All Star appearances did he have? Six. Six All Star appearances. You know. He's. A, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Looking, breaking down the numbers, like I said, if Mussina got in, he got it. He's going to get in, and I think he's not in because it's all politics, just like To. Um, and he'll get in next year. I mean, if you look at the early balloting, he was in. He was in the cusp. They had him in the conversation. He can't. He won't. He's at seventy percent. He's at, as I say, seventy. He's pretty much there. Yeah, exactly. That's why you know you need seventy five percent. So, yeah, you know, that's that. Anyway, so keep, keep going. Here's here's my take on on the Jeter thing, right? And Obviously, we knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer, first ballot. It was no doubt, right? Yep. Now, I, I think stay woke on this. I'll, I'll tell you guys a lot, but you could stay woke on this. Because of the process, because the baseball writers have to have like a whole, we're holier than thou, we, we hold all this power. This is what I think they did. They wanted to make it not unanimous. So all of them got together and said, we're going to have one person not vote. And they I don't know who, how they decided it, but the fact that it was only one, you can't make it seem like I thought I was going to be the only one person that's not going to do it, right? That's too risky. Because if you want to make a, a whole big thing about it, I think they deliberately made the one person say, I'm not voting for Jeter. Because the Griffey was three. So that one is a little more believable. Like three people said, we don't think he should be at first. There should never be unanimous. The fact that it was only one makes me believe it was an hmm. inside job. Hmm. Stay woke. That's all. That's all I gotta say about that. Hmm. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. Go ahead, Puma. Okay. The re the fact that Derek Jeter is not going in 
as unanimous Hall of Famer is absolute bullshit. It's bullshit. And you know what? And I'm, I'm not saying this because it's Jeter. I'm going to have this. I have the same <laughs> argument. Yeah, you are. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, well, let me speak. Because I said this to you too. Griffey should have been 100%. Griffey should have been the first 100% Hall of Famer in recent memory. Now, the fact that all-time greats like Babe Ruth, Walter Johnson, Cy Young, Willie Mays, uh, Hank Aaron, you know, the list goes on. They weren't 100% as bullshit too. So let me make this clear first. That I'm saying that the fact that Mo was the first one when we've been having Hall of Fame inductions for over almost 90 years now is bullshit. But with Jeter... Now, there are people out there who think Jeter wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. There are people out there who think that Jeter was shouldn't have been unanimous. And they always go back to the defensive metric, that one little low-hanging fruit on the tree that they can grab. He, there's no he's there's no shortstop that has more hits than he does. There's only five people in the history of the game that have more hits than he does. One of them's not even in the Hall of Fame. Uh Pete Rose. Um he did it in New York. First of all, he was the captain of the Yankees, never got into any problems, won five World Series, had a World Series MVP, had 10-plus All-Star Game appearances, had a career batting average over 300. His postseason numbers were... His postseason average was over 300. Um, he's immortalized with Mr. November. Um, he... He's all. The, the, what else do I need to put? So you're gonna you're gonna have one reason why because of his defensive metrics because he wasn't the best defensive shortstop. Yeah, you had Omar Vizquel, you had other Barry Larkin, Ozzie Smith. Like you it wasn't had like he was bad though. He won five Gold Gloves. Yeah. So you know what he he patented the jump throw. He there are people in the MLB wearing number two because of Derek Jeter. Mm. Um, Troy Tulowitzki, Allerton Simmons, you know, other people that don't wear two that are shortstops because of Derek Jeter. Even the whole like swagger and style of playing that position, I think, really started from him. You know, and he was one of the that. bigger shortstops. Right. You know, right. shortstops weren't big and lanky like he does. Mm. You know, and to say that he was, first of all, if you're saying he's a whole, not a first ballot Hall of Famer, you're just a troll looking for arguments. Stay off the weed. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he should have been unanimous. Now, the great thing is, and, and I think they should do this for Griffey too, <laughs> is that on February 4th, Puma has this date fucking circled on his calendar. The, <laughs> the day before my 29th birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, is the fact that these ballots are going to become public. And I think the guy that no. even, Oh God, here we go. Now the guy that <laughs> voted no. Now, I could see where Matt's coming from. I think they colluded. I think there's some collusion going on, some flaky shit going on. Because how is it one person? Now, this now, person is either from Boston or he's from, he's a Mets writer. <laughs> one or the other. Now, if I... If, if, no one loves the Mets that much writing for them. Um, I do that. I know. You, you just know. hate them so much that you're blindly accusing Listen, and, and I have a reason. Because the one Mets fan in my fucking group me was all week... All week, <laughs> all week, all week long about. Oh, yes. well, I'm connecting the dots here. That guy influenced the writer. You, he's, he's patient zero. That's who you got to go after. So, no, he was comparing Derek Jeter to Craig Biggio. Okay. 
Um, which is Very not even doesn't make sense. Very solid player. <laughs> he is a solid player, but he didn't play shortstop. <laughs> um, you know, but this rider needs to be put into witness protection because he is going. If this ballot does become public, he's going to say some bullshit political answer. You know, I knew he was going to get in, so I voted for JJ Putz, or I voted for Brad Penny, who got Hall of Fame votes. Why the fuck did those two guys get Hall of Fame votes? Who the fuck is JJ Putz? Uh, <laughs> relief a relief pitcher. Oh, I see. yeah, actually, I think I remember him. Who was garbage? I mean, his last name is Putz for fuck's sake. So you know, Derek Jeter was a consummate. No, I no, I completely butchered that word. word again? Uh, constipation. Yeah, yeah, constipation. Uh, that fucking writer's gonna be ugly, constipated after he gets his fist, fist shoved up his ass. Um, he was a consummate professional. He was a, he did, like I said, now the argument too is if he did it in Kansas City or Cincinnati, yeah. you know, would he be still getting the same graces? Now, you no. could, well, no, but he, he wouldn't would, have the post to postseason stuff. Okay, well, to take the postseason out. He still has the six most hits in MLB history. He still hit over 300. Yeah, I, uh, I know. He's still a great defensive shortstop. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot, yeah, but I now, don't think there's an argument for unanimous. If he's well, you know Royals. what, though? You still had major, major stars. Like, Hank Aaron played for the Braves. You know, like, the Braves weren't big yet. They were still... Yeah, a, but, and no team was really you big know, then. Well, the Yankees were. The Yankees were still the big team. The Yankees are, you know, have the most Hall of Famers in the Hall of Fame. The Yankees are this most storied franchise in Major League Baseball. The, Ma- the In sports. In sports. You know, Jeter did it for 20 years, and he played one position. He didn't play anywhere else. He didn't play second base. He didn't. He played shortstop when he was 40. Now, you know, and one of his best years was 2012, and that was the year he broke his ankle in the playoffs. And he carried that team to the championship series. He had a renaissance year. And then... You know, Derek Jeter is my childhood. I grew up with Derek Jeter. All of us. All of us. You know, Derek Jeter came up in 95. I was four. And he played all the way up until 2014. So I was 23, 24. So, you know, I cried like a little bitch when he retired. I cried when, you know, he had that walk-off hit, you know. And I'll admit it, you know, but... Derek Jeter was, is, it was a privilege to get to watch Derek Jeter because you hear all these stories about how Babe Ruth this, Babe Ruth that. You know, these old school players from the 20s, 30s, and 40s, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, watching them play, you know, like our grandparents got to watch. You know, this is that, this is on the same level. Mm-hmm. He's on the Mount Rushmore of Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. Not just the Yankees' Mount Rushmore, on Major League Baseball. Period. Like, the fact that he's not 100% is sad. Now, let me ask you this. Now, now, hold on. I texted Chenz as soon as the votes came out. Okay? And the reason why I texted him and didn't put it in the group me was because, you know, he doesn't get his messages sometimes. So, I said... Classic. Where, where is it? Where is it? Um, it's not too far back. Just tell me. Just you, I forgot. Just you don't have to say word for word what you said. 
You said something along the lines of, this is bullshit. That's a fucking shame. I want that asshole crucified. And his dick cut off and then fed to him. (laughs) That was my initial reaction. Normal response. Wow. So, (laughs) the fact that this guy needs to stand by his vote and have to tell us. Now, like I said, I want closure. I want to know why. I want to know why. I would like to know why, too. I want to know why. Now, it's going to be a bullshit answer. I'm not going to agree with him. No matter what he says. Okay. But, but does he have? He's not gonna have to give a reason why. Yeah, he's got. Well, you re, once they find out who it is. Yeah, but he's like, gonna get crucified. So, yeah, but so like going with Matt, what Matt was saying, if this was a an inside job. Yeah, but he's not gonna come out and say it was an inside. No, job. no shit. But I'm just saying. They're like, all right, all right, Barry. You know, you're gonna you're gonna take the hit on this one. Oh fuck, why's it gotta be me? Don't Another worry. name drop. We'll give you we'll give you like three we'll give you three million for doing it. All right, cool. And yeah. then he's just gonna he's gonna say you know it was my decision. Da, 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 da. He's not gonna, we he's have to say like, well, if you look at the numbers, then uh, I felt that his uh, downfall came in two thousand and nine. You know, but meanwhile, that probably wouldn't be the year that we referenced. But yeah, you know, on the World Series. Yeah, year. but I'm yeah, just saying so, like he's not gonna, he's not gonna say shit on this show. He definitely got paid to do it on this show. We have security guard Chris and Hall of Fame Ryer Barry. Two name drops. Yeah, Jen, no, no, no. Jen's just no, dropping names out of his ass. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame writer Barry. Yeah, that's what I said. And, and security, security guard, guard Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Chung is our security guard. Huh? Chris Chung, your security guard. Is no. that who you're thinking of? Your friend, Chris Chung. He's not a security guard. It was a joke. No. Bad joke. Anyway, regardless. Really bad joke. I also, if you're gonna mention, I was waiting for you to finish your rant. I'm not done yet. Couple things, couple things. <laughs> with your with this panda jump throw, right? Yes. I this is I listen to everyone. Keyword patented. I, patented, yes. I, I don't see anyone doing that, but I also could see people not having to make that throw because they're in position to make it regularly. But do you? Did you? Oh. Okay, but let, let, let's see. Let's see. Okay, I remember that play happened in 1998 in the championship series against the Indians. David Wells was on the mound. <laughs> I love how you could pull, just pull this shit so, out of nowhere. It's amazing. So, <laughs> so he was in. If I remember correctly, he was in double play depth. So he had a, the ball was in the hole. He backhanded the ball and in one in in one motion, step turned and threw a BB to Tino Martinez and got him by a step. Now, that's the same argument as it, why did he fly into the stands in, on July 4th against the Red Sox when John Flaherty had the walk-off home run? And not the walk-off home, the walk-off hit, not the home run. Um, now, his, those are two iconic plays in Jeter's career, coming out of the stands all bloodied. Now, the reason why he ran into the stands was because he made that catch full 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 speed and have time to decelerate and the wall was is so short in the old stadium that he had to go flying into the stands. You know, nowadays if that happened, he would have flew right into the net. So, you know, he wouldn't have been in the stands. It would have been a different play. But... No play at all. You know, he would have made the catch, but he would just would have been... He would have, the net would have stopped him. But with Jeter, like I said, I'll say it again. Jeter is, has the most hits for, the, for a shortstop position, career batting average over 300, had more had I think three or four seasons with two hundred plus hits. Um, he's the only player to have over three thousand hits and over um, two hundred and fifty home runs. I think something something along those lines. I know that might not be a hundred percent true, but something along those lines. Um, I heard this stat on TV. I forgot from where. But 
when it comes to this writer, this writer shouldn't be branded as a hero. This writer was looking for attention because, you know, it's, and it's he's going to be, even though he might not say why, and I'm happy it's public, but if it didn't go public, he would know I'm the reason why Derek Jeter is not a 100% Hall of Famer. I'm that guy. I'm that hero. You're not a hero. You're an asshole. Plain and simple. Like, we're, we should be celebrating the fact that Derek Jeter is in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, and he should be 100%. It shouldn't be, we shouldn't be talking about this. This shouldn't even be a conversation. Like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that we have to talk about this. And I'm also happy talking about Chilling, that Chilling isn't going in with him. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, Larry Walker um, did it in Montreal. Larry Walker did it with Colorado. Um, and he was, you know, I think he... he I saw a, a picture on Instagram. When it comes to career war... It's Larry Walker, Mike Trout, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. So, you know, Derek Jeter, like I said, he's a biracial angel. <laughs> you know what movie that's from, right? Pineapple Express? No. Other guys. No. Mark Wahlberg shot Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. He's a biracial angel. You shot Jeter. I'm going to the Yankee Clipper. <laughs> I remember that. That was one of the funniest scenes in that movie. Um, but like I said, everybody was trying to find a reason why Mo wasn't a hundred percent and Mo ended up being a hundred percent. If it's because he w defensive metrics and he, and you know what you can't, this is where I hate saber metrics is because they're going to use a saber metric bullshit stat to, to back up their point. Derek Jeter wasn't a saber metric player. Derek Jeter was a baseball player. <laughs> like, who cares about sabermetrics? He won when he had to. He backed, and same thing with Eli. He had that clutch gene. Um, you know, he carried teams. He, he here's another interesting stat. You know where the last game at Yankee Stadium was the only game he played with his team not in contention at Yankee Stadium for the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he was on some great Yankee teams. You know, he was part of that dynasty. Yes, you know that helped him. Yes, it's a team game as well, but it's Derek Jeter. What else do I have to say? Like, he was the catalyst for that dynasty. He was the centerpiece. He was the, the face of the franchise for 20 years. Like, he is what Henrik Lundqvist is to the Rangers. He is what Eli Manning is or was to the Giants. So what do you got to do to be unanimous? You got to suck somebody's dick, apparently. Well, I'm saying, like, what, so... what was the difference between him and Moe? Well, Mo. Same corner. Mo's got DSLs. Same, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo has got blackmail on everybody. Same, same well, team. And, and that for nothing. They played together. Same dynasty. Well, the thing about Mo, too, is that Mo did it with one pitch. Mo. Oh my God! I don't think they looked. They didn't have like. All right, here we go. But Mariano if you look Rivera at is up if, for a Hall of Fame you election. You know what? He did it because he he threw the cutter. Let me explain. Let me explain why it's important. I think it's because he's the all-time leader in saves. Well, there's that. But if you look at his postseason ERA and his ERA overall, it was minuscule. Right. And he did it with one pitch. That's my point. You knew it was coming, and he still had those numbers. I don't numbers. think they care about that, though. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think that they care. They're just. Say, they, I think they would say like, yes, he's great because of his cutter, but the numbers are amazing. 
Well, and the funny he's thing literally is, literally the best at what he did. And the funny thing is, is that Maul wasn't a closer coming out coming out of the gate. He was a starter. Whatever. He and finished, a pretty bad one. He played as a, as a closer, finished as a closer, and finished as the all time leader in saves. So maybe going forward, in order to be unanimous, you got to be. Well, now with the precedent that they sent, if if well, these, this, this is what I'm getting at is that. If Jeter didn't get unanimous, and Griffey didn't get unanimous, and Griffey didn't get unanimous, what is it going to take for people to be in unanimously? And I think you're going to have to finish your career at the head of something. Yeah, like like he had to take over Pete without Rose scandals. or Barry Bonds without scandal. Right, without yeah, clean. Like right. Mike Trout now with the HGH thing around them is going to hang over his head for the rest of his career. What do you mean? You didn't hear that report? No. Mike Trout is, they're saying that Mike Trout is taking HGH for a thyroid. Come on. Issue. Mm-hmm. MLB obviously has denied it. Wow. That's, but that's going to follow him. Wow, that's the golden child. But that's, now, that's sad. let me just finish my rant with this. And I think this is Not fitting. Over? Let me, it, it, it's, I am so happy that you know, Derek Cheater got in on the first ballot. I'm so happy that, you know, I get to see his induction next July. And we get, you know, he will be in the news. He'll be doing interviews and stuff like that. And you know what? Oh, that's another thing that they were saying, that his job as an owner is the reason why, too. He shouldn't be. Oh, but that has nothing to do with well, so it. Maybe it's a Miami rider. Huh. Oh. No, that could be it. Ah, saying fuck on you from the Mets. It could be from Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, you're still not out of the woods yet. You're still not out of the woods yet. But I just want to send off the, the last piece of our baseball talk with the Hall of Fame. I want to send off with Bob Shepard announcing Derek Jeter to the Hall of Fame. So silence, please. There we go. I think that's a nice send off to end the rant. Bob Shepard, as always, calling Derek Jeter to the Hall. Um, now, in other baseball news, last time we recorded, we were talking about the Houston Astros and the scandal, the cheating scandal. The punishments came out last week, and it goes the like this. The day after we recorded. The day after we, co- we recorded, and it goes like this. $5 million in fines, which is the most under the MLB Constitution, so they couldn't do more. They lost their first round draft pick this year, their first round draft pick next year, the year after, and the next two second round picks. Their manager and GM, who were both fired in response, but were also suspended for a year. Now, before we start talking about the collateral damage, is that fair? Now, players were given immunity, so no players were affected. Now, is that fair? Yeah. You, you can't prove who used it to their advantage or not, so... Yeah, we are you saying that... Are the suspensions fair or that the players are immune fair? Both. I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair for both. Um, I think the suspension given to the coach and the GM are uh, definitely well-deserved. The repercussions that followed are justified. And like Matt was saying, you can't prove which players were truly in on it. And at the end of the day, if you're a player – and your coach tells you to do something, you're going to do it, um, regardless of where you stand ethically. Um, most people, I guess. But, 
Yeah, I think it was fair for sure. Uh, well, the one thing I will say is, you know, granting them immunity got them the information they needed. So, you know, you knew, you know that it's hitters. You know that the hitters were the ones that benefited from this, not the pitchers. So I think that, you know, they, I think they should have took more draft picks, you know, and the fact that it's not going to affect them on the field this year. Well, what would you like to have happened? Um, Besides more draft picks taken away. What do you mean by on the field? Like next year, they're still going to be a good team. They're still going to compete. You have fucking Jose Altuve saying they're going to be in the World Series next year. Okay, so? Um, and the way that they handled it. Now, the thing that bothers me the most is the cockiness that this team is carrying. Yeah. The, the, what they're saying. Nobody has publicly, no player has publicly apologized yet other than Dallas Keuchel. And Justin Turner at their fan fest, the Dodgers fan fest yesterday made a good point. He didn't hit. He had nothing to do with it. Why are you apologizing? Yeah. You know, so, Hmm. you know, now tied to all this, now there are buzzers involved with Jose Altuve. And yeah, that's bizarre. Now there's a gif of him or a clip of him coming down the third baseline when he hit uh, the, the home run to send the Astros to the world series this year saying, don't take off my Jersey. Don't take off my Jersey because you nowadays when people celebrate on a walk off, they rip the Jersey off. So why? Why can't, why? Like, what's underneath that jersey that we can't see? And he gave some bullshit excuse that... So, like, his wife wouldn't... His wife. Now, if you listen to that, and Ken Rosenthal came out and said this, he didn't see it and didn't see that part, and they gave it to him in in his ear to ask him that. And Jose Altuve said, you know, it's 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 a liar's path. He said, what? Had him repeat the question again. Said, what? Again. He repeated it again. He laughed. Yeah. And then said, "Oh!" And then changed his response like really, twice, really nervously too. Like yeah, he said it. it right. Was, yeah, and yeah, if, he like he laughed. He's like, "Oh, my wife wouldn't like me to do it." <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, no, I'm doing English. <laughs> and yeah. and then you know what 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 then you know at at the fan fest after it happened after it came out that he's like, "Oh, we're going to be the World Series. No one's going to is believing in us." Blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, they were granted Im- immunity. And I think the playoff, the players' association is too strong to go after players too. I think that's another reason why they didn't want to go after the players. It'd be too caught up in anything. But I think that if you can pinpoint this on him, you know, maybe not a ban for life scenario, but he should be suspended for like a season, at at, at the least. least. Yeah, at least, at the least, I would say yeah. two hundred games. But the fact is, is that the punishments didn't aren't going to affect the team on the field. It's affecting the front office. Well, uh, it's a, you know, $5 million to an MLB owner is like, you know, not that much money. It's like $5 to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's nothing. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's insane. Now, the one person that's going to get really hit hard with this is Alex Cora. Now, Alex yeah. Cora was the bench coach for the 2017 Astros. This has all happened in the 2017 season. And in the 2018 season, there was something with the Red Sox going on about a camera and relaying signs. So it's following him. Now, he got fired from the Red Sox or stepped down. He, I think, should get banned for life because it's two different teams. You can pinpoint him on two different scenarios. And he thought he was too cool and he was going to get away with it. And I think that he should be the one to get the biggest suspension out of anybody. Mm. That's not a player. Yeah, I agree. But the smug, 
even if you go back to like AJ Hinch talking about this in a press conference, like when the Yankees were calling him out, he was very smug about it. He was very, you know, he was a dick about it. And I, I don't like that. They're not owning up to it. They're not, you know, apologizing. They haven't come out with a statement. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Now, the last person to be fired because of this was Carlos Beltran, the new Mets manager, who, did, who didn't even get, he, he's going to finish with the highest winning percentage because he didn't even coach a game. Um, what bothers me about that is two things. One, Brody Van Wagenen didn't ask him about this. He just let it let it to the MLB. You're hiring a guy who's got scandal all around him, and you don't ask him about it. What kind of bullshit is that? That's a Mets thing to do. It is. I'm sorry. You need to ask him. Okay, Carlos, there's a cheating scandal going on when you were a player and with the Astros. What happened? Give us your side of the story. Now, what drives me nuts too is that they didn't want to fire him over it. They kind of had to because Cora was fired and Hinch was fired. Now, you know, you have a situation where the Mets, who are collateral damage for the for it, couldn't get ahead of it and they hired their minor league minor <laughs> league coach Luis Diaz? No. Um, Rojas. 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 And the way they did it too was it didn't make sense. They, they're they actually saying that they only gave him a two-year contract because they're going to go sign A.J. Hinch in the future. Like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? And not for nothing that, you know, Matt brought up this new owner. This new owner doesn't have a say for the next five years. So he's not, what he thinks doesn't matter right now. It's still the Wilpons. So, you know, the fact that the Mets stepped on their own dick and shot themselves in the foot when they had nothing to do with it is amazing and proves my point even more that they're a piece of shit organization. And Beltran mentioned that he was willing to face music on this. He wanted to, you know, address the the issues that were going on, but he never had the chance to, obviously, because they either fired him or made him step down. Look at it. Yeah, you know, I I think that you need to ask those questions. It's kind of like, you know, when you're going on a job interview and there's scandal around you and they don't ask you about it, they give you the job and then three months later they fire you because of that scandal. Like they, they, they actually, the Mets actually put Beltran in a corner by not asking him. Because at the time, by the time they wanted to ask him, it was too late. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know if like, at the time when they hired him, the scandal wasn't as big, obviously, so I don't know if they thought it was to be as big of an issue as it became. I think, you know, with the whole, well, you know, we talked about it a little bit when it first came out, but it didn't seem like it was going to be this, you know, I think they uncovered more than what they expected to uncover. So I, I kind of see that where the Mets didn't, you could say they didn't do their homework or their due diligence, but I think it's kind of being like a Monday morning quarterback where you can go back and say, yes, like they should have done this, but at the time, that really wasn't as big of a concern. And he, to be honest, wasn't implicated at the time well, as a suspect. His name was brought up already. They, His name was big and before. They, the, he was on the team. I mean, you know, and he was a player. He wasn't a coach for that team. Well, you know what? So I think you're, that you're going to punish a player who's now in a coaching position compared to a players that are still playing now and they're not getting anything. I mean, that doesn't seem fair at all. 
Well, I, and I think that's where they dropped the ball too. I think players should have been held accountable for it. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of video evidence. I mean, but but like, you know, if the players aren't going to be, or if the players were granted immunity, then how does it make sense that Beltran's getting crushed so much, you know? Well, because when the port came out, it was that Beltran was, you know, one of the main composers for it. Oh. Um, so, you know. If, yeah, I mean, but I agree if, with you, Puma. If they, they, if they knew that him. going in, they have to ask him about Even it. Even if his name wasn't, it was just brought up in the scandal, and he, the fact that he was on that team, and that team is being investigated, they need to they needed to ask him, regardless of what his involvement was. Because it sounds like, from what I know about Carlos Beltran, from the little that you know, I know of him is that he's a stand-up guy that he would have told them the truth and they would have been able to say, okay, well, that's a little too much. We're not going to, we're not going to go that route and hire you. Mm. You know, they could have got out in front of it a little bit. It's a very Mets thing to do in my opinion, Mm. you know, and that's not just me. I would say the same thing if Beltran was hired by, you know, the San Francisco giants, I would be saying the same thing. The giants would have to ask Beltran, you know, it's a question you need to ask not to say, well, you know, we we're going to let MLB finish their investigation, then make a decision. You're already painting yourself into a corner yep. where you had to fire him. So, and then you could have had a different manager. You could have had a Joe Girardi. You could have had a different manager that was more, you know, that wasn't involved in this, and you would be, you wouldn't be straggling three weeks before, not even now, two and a half weeks before spring training. So that's my that's my point. So, um, other than that, you know, pitchers and catchers in two and a half weeks, we will be talking about that extensively when that happens. Uh, let's move on now to basketball. No no NHL talk this week. It was the All-Star game. There's really nothing to talk about until they come back from break. So let's talk about... Really? Oh. Let's talk about the NBA. Uh, not much news in the NBA. Uh, however, the much-anticipated debut of Zion Williamson occurred last week, or this past week. Um, played two games. His first game um, scored five points in the first three minutes and then went off for 17 in the fourth. Matt and I were actually talking about this with, with our or Penn State group, Pimp Squad. Um I was I was I was sipping on a little bit of Haterade. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, uh, not a little bit. You were chugging. You were thirsty for that Haterade. <laughs> what were you? All saying? right. Look, my thing is this. He got lucky, bro. With those with those four threes. His. Oh God. What do you mean? Oh God. What do you mean? Oh God. That's how he shoots. That's how he no, shoots. No 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 no. Line drive threes. I'm not even. <laughs> well, yeah. You get line. You shoot line drive threes. It's not supposed to go in uh, that often. So. I'm just saying he got lucky, um, but everything else was almost as advertised. I mean, strong as fuck. Uh, when he could impose his will on the other player, he got to the basket and was even able to get his own rebounds, kind of like reminding me of myself in, in the rec league of the youth days. Um, but um, I, I just think I think he's going to be a very good player. Um like I was telling you, Matt, I think he just needs to work on his, um, like, post-up game a little bit because it seems like he was playing, at least that first game, I didn't see much in the second game, uh, playing a lot with his back to the basket um, and then just kind of trying to bull his way through instead of 
you know, using a nice drop step or, or whatever. Um, he didn't seem the most explosive, but like I said, I, I, I'm giving him the pass because he's, he is coming off uh, an injury. And um, he did look much thicker than usual, but I think that oh. he'll... No, no, no. Right. I think he'll shed that no problem. I'm with you. He was thick. He yeah, was he was thick. thick. I love it. And I think that uh, I think he won't have a problem shedding that at all. Um, once he starts getting to normal conditioning routine and and um, you're just getting going through the, the normal day to day NBA stuff, but um, I, I I don't know if his college playing is going to be seen in the NBA as much, but I hope it is. I, I love him. He's a he's a really nice. He seems like a nice kid. I'm rooting for him big time. But uh, I just think that everyone needs to pump the brakes on his amazing performance on his debut game a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think, I mean, he he played well, obviously, like in the fourth quarter. He's on a minutes restriction because yep. he doesn't have the lungs. Right. He, is, he does have the weight, but, I mean, that's how he's always been. He's been a big guy. He's, he's, he's solid. It's not like right, right, oh, right. he's fat as fuck. Right, like, but he's, he's he is heavy. You know, Someone, he's heavy. Yeah. So at the end of the day, he, he can't move as fast as everybody else, but he can be just as explosive. And right. um, I know in his second game, he sh- he scored like 15, but super efficient, you know, seven of nine. And that's, right. for me, that's impressive. You know, he he took his shots that he knows that he can make, um, didn't waste any of his personal possessions. And he he's shown that he can play some defense with some with some block shots and grab some rebounds. So, I think once he starts getting back into the fold, he'll he'll be more like what we are we're expecting from him from the first place. I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I think John Morant's got that solidified. Yeah, that's um, locked up for him. I mean, he's fucking awesome. He's he is incredible. He is every bit of the modern day NBA guard. That you can that you can imagine if he just puts on if he puts on a little bit more size because he's my thing with him is that he's so frail and like wiry. Um, if he goes up against anybody who's you know gonna gonna really make some contact with him, I'm I'm afraid he can get seriously hurt. But he's explosive and he's really really fun to watch. And I think R.J. Barrett has been a pretty solid player for the Knicks as well. Um, I don't think right. they. I don't think they regret their their decision at that pick at all. I think at the at that point in the no. draft, I think that was definitely the best player to take, and it's showing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, one more last um, NBA thing I want to cover really quick that I think it happened last night. LeBron. Oh yeah. LeBron yeah. beat uh, taking over the spot uh, <clears throat> in Kobe. Sp- with points with Kobe. Um, you know, just like. You know, I feel like a lot of this show has a lot of ties to like our childhood um, athletes, like Eli Manning, Derek Jeter, and Kobe Bryant, um, and Le- and LeBron, and LeBron. You know, LeBron. You think now? Here's a question for both of you. Now, this is not the whole. I hope it's not Le- Le- the goat. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Do you think at the end of the career, at the end of his career, do you think LeBron is the all-time leader in points? No. Where do you think he finishes? Top three? Yeah. Well, he's top three he's now. He's top three now. Okay. So that's how much I, that's how much I know. But so Carl Malone is, uh, sorry. Yeah, Carl Malone is number one, no? Or Kareem? No, it's not Carl. It's not Carl, is it? I think it's Kareem. Carl's second. Carl's uh, second. Okay, yeah. Kareem's so Kareem first. Kareem first, then Carl Malone, and then LeBron James. 
Um, yep. Where does he finish? <clears throat> I don't He's know. Less than five thousand to catch Kareem. Less so. than less than five to catch Kareem. Yeah. And how much? How about Carl Malone? Uh, three point yeah. two, three point three. So okay. LeBron is at thirty three six fifty five. Malone is at thirty six nine twenty eight, and huh. Kareem is at thirty eight uh, three eighty seven. Mm-hmm. I think he could do it. I don't know. I think he could catch him. Yeah. I think he could catch him. I mean, how old is he? Is it thirty three? No, he's older. 30, 34. 34. So you think he's got another five years? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I would but like to like, think so, but no, you no, never know. He just turned 35. You never know. He just like, turned 35. You never know. Yeah. He's always been very, for the most part, very durable. And Yeah. Um, I think health's going to have to play a lot into it. Yeah, but he takes care of his body. He's he's, he's a Tom yeah. Brady kind of guy. They They take care of their body very, very well. Um, huh. is, it, is it very well, or do they, do they use something else? Hmm. Makes you think. No, 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 no. I don't makes, know. Makes you think, Jens. Jens. You have to think about it. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I need to be more woke, it seems. <clears throat> You're not woke enough. See, I feel like I'm the only one being woke on this podcast. Matt's woke. It's a little, Matt's woke. A little off-putting. No, I'll stay, I'm going to stay asleep. One more thing is that uh, I think he'll finish, I don't know, I'm going to say second. but to, I'm going to say a close second. To um, I think he'll get to like 37. 37, okay. Okay. You know, somewhere in the 37 range. Yeah. What happened? I sound a little different here. No, you're good. All right. Anyway, uh, that was a good show. Uh, some really nice topics. Some heated, heated conversation. We had we had a lot of hot takes, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think we showed that we can disagree, but also... Have fun. Talk civilly. And have fun. You know... Uh, Yep. We've gone a long way in a year, and um, you know it's it's good, and hopefully you know we still have another year of doing this. So, you know it's it's fun, and um, you know this, today today was fun. You know I always have fun coming with you guys and getting on the oh, mic and, and talking. Same. So, for the boys, <laughs> I am Chens, and this was episode twenty-eight. Who do you think you are? I am. See you next time. Later. Ciao. Bye.